You're listening to the New Century Multiverse. Let them go. Chapter 5 The Garden At this, Rebecca rose to her feet and left the room hurriedly, rushing through the house, bursting through the front door and out into the sunset garden. Her eyes crunched tight, her hands were over her mouth, keeping in the screams, but balled into fists as she staggered forwards. She was panting now, taking giant gulping breaths of air that did not seem cold or fresh and could not provide her lungs with what they needed. Her head swam as she let out a clattering, bellowing roar of frustration. (coughs) Rafe was there behind her, alone. I'm so sorry. Her responding look was dangerous, warning him to tread carefully. He already was. If you lose everything but a chest full of ships in bottles, you can still come and live with Amanda and I. We have enough saved to rent a new house in Bristol if Blackthorn must be sold. She's already talking with Cleo. Your father's words are not set in stone. What he said was crystal clear. The first thing to go will be my shop, my mother's shop. It was only his by unjust, unfit law. How dare he? How dare he take such vile liberties with what I have forged? You are still Rebecca Wolverton, Rafe replied, louder and more sternly than he had intended. That is something Charles cannot control from beyond the grave. Houses may come and go, shops may come and go, but you are the woman you have made yourself. He softened his tone. There will be other shops. This does not ruin your prospects for good. Behind him, Amanda stalked from the house, her expression similarly gripped by frustration. Cleo has said she has plans for all the properties and wishes to speak with us without Mr. Dawson present. Rebecca did not speak, but wiped her face and attempted to breathe slowly. For the record... I consider myself just as slighted by these decisions, and especially the way he worded it. My writing has never been a whimsical fancy. But you are far better set up to date than I am. You can at least indulge... She broke off and turned away. He left me books, Becky. And most of them are not the kind I'd like to read anyway. A lot of boring, dusty pages on finance and business law. Would you like to swap them for a load of ships in bottles? I was going to smash them anyway, and I'd rather own something with contents that were valuable to me, at least. I think he left you the ships because he wants you to recall the time when he was present and here. Our father. I know exactly why he left them to me. Because Timothy used to... She trailed off. A figure had emerged from the wooded hillside and walked over to a point just behind Amanda. It had happened so quickly and quietly and Rebecca had been so wrapped up in her anger that the part of her mind that had spotted this person had drawn a distracted conclusion that it was the gardener from Ravenwood. It was a man. She glimpsed him very briefly before events teetered into chaos. She made out little detail save for his filthy appearance and orange eyes. He bit into Amanda's pale arm, outstretched in a gesture of exasperation. Flesh came away in his teeth, and scarlet blood flowed forth as Amanda screamed in shock. (laughs) Rafe punched him full in the face, and the noise that escaped the man's lips was guttural and bone-chilling. A barking snarl, 
as he tumbled backwards and began immediately to pick himself up. Rebecca had already broken into a run, grabbing Amanda as she went. The two of them rushed across the expanse of green lawn from where they stood to Cleo's front door. Momentarily, Rafe rounded on the man, preparing for a fight. But something had already caught him about this situation. He had fought before, boys at school and in the street, men on the battlefield. They had always felt similar, a squaring up of two human intellects vying for dominance and survival. Rafe had also killed wild animals before. During the expedition to Abyssinia, he and his company had shot Ethiopian wolves in the night. Rafe had defended his second lieutenant, who was attacked by three baboons, striking in appearance, almost amusing, until they bared enormous sharp canines. They were swift, vicious, and quite capable of killing a man. The officer had barely survived the mauling, and they were upon him for less than half a minute. What unsettled Rafe now was how this confrontation reminded him only of the latter encounters, and not at all of the former. It was as though what moved out of its crouching position had the form of a man, but the intent of a lethal, predatory animal. This dissonance frightened Rafe more than any single horror of war he had yet witnessed. He realized on the spot that he must now run for his life. Unarmed, this creature was beyond him. He turned about and sprinted back towards the house, his heart thundering, legs and arms pumping. Immediately, it was on his tail. He could blurrily make out the terrified faces of Amanda, herself reeling in pain and clutching her arm, and Rebecca screaming at him to hurry. All he could hear were his footfalls and ragged breath, but underneath it the soft, rapid patter and feral panting of his pursuer. What struck him as worse was that it didn't even appear to be tiring as it covered the distance at such a ferocious pace. If anything, it was speeding up. He was seconds away, but a burst of additional adrenaline, which almost overcame him, carried his body the last few meters. The moment he hit the flagstones inside Ravenwood, Rebecca slammed the heavy oak door, producing an echo of impact as a body collided with its front. been listening to the new century multiverse let them go episode 5 the garden written narrated and directed by alexander shaw rebecca wolverton performed by sharon shaw amanda culver performed by theo lee rafe culver performed by spencer lieb promising relationship aftermath and vanishing composed and performed by kevin mcleod of incompetech.com Many soundscapes provided by Tabletop Audio. The production of New Century is funded by you guys on Patreon, and our special $15 sponsors get name-checked each week, so a huge extra big thank you to Joel Robinson, Abel Savard, Luke Hatfield, Nick Ord, Sarah Montgomery, Duran Barnett, Tom Painter, Finbar Nicole, Jameis Enright, Mark Lush, Dan Mayer, Joe Crow, Chris Finnick, Toby Jungius, Dave Hickman, Alan Lecluse, David Garcia Abril, Kieran Datchler, and Lorraine Chisholm. 
There is a myth that going to iTunes and posting a five-star review of this show makes you immune to Egyptian rabies. I can neither confirm nor deny the validity of these claims, but we have top men looking into it. We shall see you all next week for what comes next. <laughs>